0: Good morning, uh, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you and and about Marfan syndrome. People wanna hear what it is.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Well, thanks Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Elizabeth, I'm 26 years old. Um, I was diagnosed with Marfans when I was 14 didn't really know for quite a while. Um, And Marfan's, Marfan syndrome is, it's a connective tissue disorder. And really, only about one out of like 5,000 people are affected.
0: Hello and welcome to The Monthly Dose, a place to destigmatize chronic conditions with experts, patients, advocates, you name it. My name is Nicholas Lucille, healthcare expert, CEO of FOMAP, and founder of FIBO. Six out of every 10 adults in the U.S. have a chronic condition. We're all perfectly imperfect. Join today with my cousin.
2: Hi, I'm the cousin. Before we start, quick disclaimer, anything you hear today is only our opinion. But we mean well, so don't really take it too seriously. This podcast is sponsored by FIBO. FIBO is a condition management platform that gives you personalized access to manage your medical journey. Stay updated with the latest research and news on your condition, wearables integration, food diary, medication reminders, and advice from your peers.
0: You were diagnosed when you're 14 years old, but you you were born with it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So it is something that is, Genetic. So it's in your chromosomes. It's a chromosomal mutation. And in in, for me, it was just spontaneous. No one else in my family has Marfans. So there really wasn't anyone looking for it when I was a kid, you know?
2: And Elizabeth, we had a previous guest on with Marfans. And she said that some of the physical traits of somebody with Marfans is they are av- they are typically taller than average uh, they have their their wingspan um maybe like for lack of a better term their wingspan which, which yeah. is from arm to arm is longer actually than their height mm-hmm. and um if there is one more i'm forgetting it now uh, they're very sweet people typically so uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, usually, you know, it's everything, your your limbs are a lot longer, your hands, your fingers are a lot, like, longer, and just, like, hyperextend too much because it just causes inflammation and pain, and that's not fun.
2: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, right. So we were supposed to have a doctor on the podcast for one time. We're not going to mention what the person's name was, not only because, you know, not only respect, but also I don't remember the guy's name, but we were doing a little bit of research on him and I yelped him, you know, I guess doctors have yelps and this guy had a really bad yelp rating. It was a lot of complaints on online. This guy was mean or this guy was, you know, he, he, no tact. It's that banner was also mentioned. And I was like, wow, I can't believe we're about, he ended up flaking on us. So I was like, I can't believe we're about to have this guy on the podcast. He doesn't seem like he'd be very, he'd be very good doctor. And Nick says, now, do you remember Nick? And Nick says, you know, typically when doctors have those, those comments, it's because they're very busy. And if they're very busy, it's because they're typically good doctors.
0: Nick, am I wrong or am I wrong? You, you're misinterpreting my comments. I did, I I did have this conversation, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. and that is what I said. But that's not, so the, let me see how I I I, I kind of explain this better. I, I what I think is, there's a correlation between um, there's a but correlation does not mean causation. So I don't want people <laughs> listening to this and all of a sudden, like all the doctors are not going to start becoming pricks. Because then there's like, oh, if I become a prick, now all of a sudden I'm going to be a good doctor. It's like, no, <laughs> it doesn't go that way. Right? Yeah. Have to be a good doctor first. Yeah, to be a good doctor yeah, first. I
1: don't think that there's ever an excuse right. to be like that to a patient because they're dealing with us and our complicated cases for thirty minutes, an hour max out of their day. We have to live like this constantly so it's really hard to deal with doctors who are frustrated that they can't just be like oh have some antibiotics and go
0: right right no and and that's kind of the 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 point that me and him were arguing the other day was the ability for doctors to be better because you're you're giving a patient especially the first time and a young person a life in a way a life sentence right like Moving forward, this is your new life. Some people are doing very nonchalantly, and it's like, bro, just give it a little more attention.
2: We're not. We're by the way, th- we're not giving excuses because I I also agree with you. I think that's extremely traumatic experience, and that's that's not but, great for
0: I'm also, by the way, I'm on the on the side with you guys, but I want to be the devil's advocate here a little bit. I want to get a little bit controversial with you guys, um, Elizabeth and Cla- and mike to my cousin here. Um, like how would if if Elizabeth if Elizabeth could tell Elizabeth, if Elizabeth today oh, right. could tell Elizabeth 14 years old, how would you have done it? Out of curious, I mean just let let's
1: Right. Oh, that's hard.
0: Same question for you. Uh, yeah, I, that is a really good question,
2: Nick, by the way. I I'm, I'm I'm struggling right now because it is very hard. I agree.
1: I think that the big thing is like empathy. Being like empathetic, like you don't have to be the kind of person, like I'm not saying the doctor needs to cry with the patient, I'm, but I am saying don't, you can't, you you have to think about it from the patient's perspective a little bit. And I think that it's probably gotten a little bit better l- since I was diagnosed, you know, like just general medical, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain what I'm trying to like.
0: You are right though. By the way, med schools today are starting to give like bedside manner classes almost like how to approach things.
1: The only good thing I have to say was Dr. K, who was the one who found, like, he was the cardiologist that was like, I think you have Marfan's. He was like, mm-hmm. the kind of status doctor. I do still have, a, like, a current cardiologist at, I don't even know. Is that Children's? I don't know. It's all weird mm, with how that works, but yeah, so sorry, Let's. I have a tendency to tangent.
2: Um. <laughs> Fine, uh, we have a question for you, a question that yeah. typically my cousin would ask. So how do you, so considering your mistrust of the medical world, how do you feel about clinical trials and research when it comes to Martham's? Would you participate in one? Are you looking forward to? I,
1: because I like, I definitely am always wanting to help. As much as I can, but I have a really hard time doing that mm-hmm. because I get sick so often. So it's like, but I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really been a part of any trials or anything like that. Um, I just started to kind of get involved with um, the Marfan Foundation community uh, a couple years ago, and they have been like. Amazing and helping me learn more about my disease, just in general.
2: Uh, can you can you talk to me about, let's say, uh, Marfan's? Could it, it can affect your daily life? Are there any examples of having the, the syndrome, where a disease, rather, uh, of where it just doesn't really typically affect your day to day? Is that possible for it to be a for you to have a mild case of Marfan's or no?
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's a whole spectrum. Like there, cause, because it affects so many different systems. Like for me, I am, I don't know, I guess I would consider myself like a mid spectrum case as far as like affecting the daily life, because I have quite a bit of heart issues. I have quite a bit of lung issues. I am, my vision is just awful (laughs) Uh so that is a huge thing um yeah because it really can it can be you can be anywhere from where the worst thing is just checking your aorta once a year and being completely fine or it can be where you know um i am a wheelchair user Uh part-time and there are who use a wheelchair full-time. There are people who are completely blind. There are people who have had to have multiple aortic and just cardiac surgeries. So it really just depends on what, what you got and how your body handles things as you get older.
2: So... Elizabeth, uh, final question for me. Um, I do want to thank you for your time. Can you tell us? I do want to
0: pause you before you ask the question. My last question. Just just letting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My last question serves the purpose of being a good question and also ending the show in a nice way. All right, Nick? So get out of here. (laughs) Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time. I did have one last question. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about? The advocacy work that you do for Marfan's and where we can find you and, uh, the community that you're fostering.
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, my Instagram, I post a lot on there is Marfan Lizzie at Marfan Lizzie. Um, I work, well, I try to work with the Marfan Foundation. I'm just kind of starting to get hold of their like social media team and stuff but the Marfan Foundation has been great like that community is just fantastic and marfan.org is where you can check them out
0: alright that's awesome Very good. that's awesome well, well Lizzie or Elizabeth uh, Lizzie's by, by, by your handle but Elizabeth out of respect uh, thank you so much for, for being with us I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, we we can we can have you back on um, in
1: the future. Thank you. This and was we'll really figure fun. out these
0: technical difficulties that we had.
1: <laughs>
0: did you enjoy your first podcast?
1: Yeah, I did. Thank you guys so much. Like, I I I'm an anxious person, but this was really great, and you guys were very kind. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, I was a little better. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm glad you liked it. And also by, for the next time we'll have hockey players behind uh, my cousin. So.
2: <laughs> it's going to be, gonna be I'm a really big fan. He uh, he got an award for getting 40 consecutive steals in one
0: game. In yeah he just googled games. that and he's reading as we speak by the way. If you can see his eyes, his eyes even look like he's reading something <laughs> right now.
2: <laughs> this is my he's my favorite baseball player. Probably like probably sec my, my second favorite is probably uh, Mike
0: Piazza. But uh he's, he's pretty Oh. Oh my god, Elizabeth, you have this guy. Name three players in your entire life. No, we that are in not those two. Life? That are not those two. Babe Ruth.
2: Daryl okay. Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry and Michael
0: Jordan.
1: <laughs>
0: Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us. Have a great week.
1: You guys as well. It's great, great meeting you.
2: <laughs> bye.
1: All right, bye.
2: If you want to learn more about this topic, download Fibo. Fibo is a condition management platform that gives you personalized access to manage your medical journey. It's essentially the one-stop shop for all of your health management needs. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.